0: That's all I got to do is hit record and then start recording and we're done. So, yeah. So I'd like to welcome uh, Tayko, Tayko Van Popta, uh, to the podcast. Um, So, yeah. Thank you very much for coming. I appreciate uh, you giving me some time on a Saturday to to come by and talk to me maybe about politics or fitness and health. And, you know, we were sort of just talking uh, um, about there's really no theme to this podcast. We can talk about whatever we want because that's the beauty of life.
1: So. Sure. Yeah. No. I uh, I, t- I accept that. So yeah. I, I just found your int- your story so interesting. Oh you really? You're a construction person, uh, and you have a podcast as a hobby. Yeah. And, uh, my somebody in my office uh, knows about you, and uh, that's how the conversation started. So uh, um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. Because I'm 34 now, and to be honest, I really don't know much about politics. Mm. Is that a bad thing at 34?
1: Uh, Well, I'm not going to be judgmental of anybody. (laughs) You can (laughs) judge me. No, 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 not at all. No, not at all. I I mean, I'm very interested in politics and have been my whole life. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, you know, I don't expect other people to. You know, some of my family members aren't very interested in politics. Some are, others aren't.
0: I think it's more and more important these days to probably know about at least what's going on around where you live, maybe not across the world because that can be way too much information. And I think especially these days, there's too much information to take in, and you get a little overwhelmed, and then you're like, okay, well, I can't, I can't even turn on the news, because everything is coming in so quick these days. Mm-hmm. It's hard to focus on one thing at a time.
1: Yeah, 24/7 um, uh, uh, newscasts these days. You know, it used yeah. to be that uh, you know you'd have to turn the news on at 10 p.m. Yeah, uh, to you know f- turn the TV on at 10 p.m. if you wanted to know what would happen in the world. and I was just all day long.
0: It's a little yeah. too much, I think. Yeah, too it's, much. It's, I would agree with yeah, that. Yeah, and that's where you sort of need to try and block out certain things to try and focus on, like what I was just saying, like maybe stuff that's happening around like Langley or Brookswood or mm. like Fernridge around here mm. to sort of see, because mm. development is huge. You can see development coming up two hundred slowly, but it, it's creeping this way, mm. and uh, I'm interested to see how it plays out in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Langley's changed a lot. I know you lived here for a while. Yeah. I grew up here. I went to high school here. Yeah, Uh, Langley Senior Secondary School, and uh, it was a farming community at that time. Yeah, Uh, and now you know certainly the western part of the riding, and we're in Brookswood right now, or Fernridge. I think think it's considered Fernridge, Fernridge. Uh, but you know if you go further north into uh, Willoughby and Walnut Grove and Willowbrook, it's crazy. uh, It's it's crazy. It's a madhouse down there. It's urbanizing so rapidly.
0: Yeah, it's a little too much. Like you know, for me to go here to Walnut Grove. It takes me sometimes forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man. I, I remember living at you know my dad's house what I was just saying 198th area, and getting down into Langley would be like you know ten fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. And now it's like it's pretty much doubled because mm-hmm. you drive down two hundredth even at like between three and four, and all of a sudden it's backed all the way up to 36th Avenue, and you're like, what is going on
1: here? So next time you do that trip, you know from here to Walnut Grove, count the number of traffic lights that you go through. Oh yeah,
0: sometimes you get lucky though because you can hit. Yeah, there's been a few times, actually, in my life since I've been driving, I've hit every green light, mm-hmm. all the way to probably to, like, maybe 88th. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't happen often, though. you got to no, no, no. time it.
1: Yeah, you probably remember the times that you hit all the red lights. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> every
0: almost every single time. Yeah, exactly, so true. so where did you went to LEC or what was it?
1: Uh, L, uh, Langley Senior Secondary. Langley S- Senior That's Secondary. That's the one uh, close to uh, Langley Airport. Oh, right on the corner there. Avenue. Yeah, right on the corner.
0: Okay. So that school's been there for a while, then, I
1: guess uh yeah, it was an old school when I got there, so yeah back in the seventies, yeah,
0: I went to Brookswood secondary, okay, yeah, and now my stepbrother actually teaches there, ah. yeah, so he's he's at the front line, I guess, with all the students in the classrooms these days, but mm-hmm. that's just what it is, but um, so you you volunteered at senior homes I was reading,
1: uh yes, yeah, so I was until I was elected in. Uh, October 2019, I was on the board of directors of Elam Housing Society. Okay. This is a Christian-based housing society for seniors. Yeah. And uh, they own a big property in uh, Surrey, in the Fleetwood area, 160th Street. Yeah. uh, 25 acres, and they're gradually developing that into a senior's village. Oh, nice. Then they have another property in Chilliwack, and uh, same happening there. It's a little smaller. Uh, but there will be five or six buildings there. But the one in Surrey is really uh, is is really quite a significant player in the seniors care, seniors housing yeah. industry, if I could call it that, in British Columbia.
0: That's twenty five acres. That's pretty big.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, you're in construction, right? You, yeah, you know you can build quite a village. In oh, for sure. Twenty five acres.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, there's a, there can you can put a lot of buildings on twenty five acres, mm-hmm. and hopefully not so condensed that hopefully it's more spread out. Of course, but.
1: Well, it's apartment buildings, right? So three, four, five-story apartment buildings.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they have, a, they have a contract with uh, Fraser Health. Okay. You know, so it's it's independent living. They look like ordinary apartment buildings. Yeah. Uh, but then they have a like a complex care building or two, I think now, and, uh, and another assisted living building, and uh, and the society has a contract with Fraser Health. Oh, okay. And Fraser Health, then you know can move people into uh, into that village.
0: So there's like part-time, full-time care, probably all in the same facility?
1: Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, my
0: grandma's <laughs> in a, a full-time care in Richmond, and, mm. yeah, it can be pretty busy in there, even though yeah. I, I can't go see her right now. So I yeah, can I Zoom know, with her, but she doesn't really yeah. get it.
1: Yeah, it's been difficult for seniors in this COVID crisis. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, they're wondering, you know, why aren't people visiting me like they used to?
0: Yeah, yeah, my uh, grandma's 99. So, but she's, there's a couple balls rolling around upstairs now, and um, she doesn't really understand, I don't think she doesn't really know mm-hmm. No, even her own sons anymore, I don't think she'd even recognize me, but mm. that's just I guess a part of getting old, I guess mm-hmm. but
1: yeah, One of the many lessons that we learned uh, in this COVID crisis is that seniors need better care in Canada
2: Yeah Yeah.
1: I mean, that's where most of the deaths are, right? People 80, 80 and older, and living in care homes.
0: And that was just brought in by people visiting or nurses and,
1: uh, well, yeah. I've, I mean, you know, the uh, the British Columbia health officer came down on that pretty quickly, you know. But there were yeah. care people, work, care aides, working in more than one facility. Yeah. And so then they were carrying the the virus from one to the next, but that's been shut down now. So yeah. that happened pretty early on, in the uh, in the pandemic.
0: Yeah, because I think what seniors are the first ones getting the vaccine.
1: Uh, yeah, I think most of them probably have been vaccinated already. Yeah. So I understand five percent of uh, BC's population, or getting close to five percent, have been vaccinated, and, uh, and and that's probably mostly seniors.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess yeah, the most vulnerable are going to go first. But then I guess ambulance yes. drivers and cops and firefighters, and I imagine that's quite been quite a conversation of who's getting it first. And we're going to have all yeah. these vaccines eventually come in. Well, who's first?
1: Mm-hmm. So well, my daughter is a care aide in a senior's home. Yeah. And so she's not a senior, right? A, a very young woman. But uh, she has also received both uh, both shots now of the vaccine.
0: Oh, okay. Has any issues with the vaccine yet with, with her? Because I've no? been here. Obviously, you read certain things and people have different opinions and, and everything with that.
1: Not that I've heard. Not that you've heard. Yeah, no, I'd and I'm sure she would have told us if, yeah. if there had been any problems, but well, no, there aren't any. Well, that's good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a strange time for sure. It's it's how, how I've explained it before was COVID really hasn't affected me too much, besides maybe not seeing my friends all the time and stuff like that, but maybe materials, say, like ordering doors or something like that, maybe takes maybe an extra week or something like that. But even if you don't think it's affecting you, like – how some of the front lines have been affected by it. it. The virus might not get you sick, but it might take like an eighth of a percent of your mental health each day. Hmm. And if this pandemic only lasted six months, well, then it's not too bad. But now it's been coming up on a year. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, it's yeah, the everyday people might actually start feeling more of a mental effect. And I, I imagine someone for you in your position, constantly doing Zoom meetings, as going to be staring at a screen, maybe doing something like <laughs> this, it's got to be like so mind numbing almost to a point. Yeah,
1: it is. So it uh, it uh, you know in in a sense it's more relaxing because I'm not traveling back and forth to Ottawa all the time like yeah. I like I would in normal normal circumstances. But on the other hand, you know, like last week my first meeting on Wednesday was at five a.m. Yeah, uh, because I was meeting with. Meeting, quote unquote, <laughs> yeah, uh, via Zoom uh, with people in Ontario, and to them it was eight in the morning, yeah, uh, and and I sat at my computer with a couple of little you know bio breaks or run to get a coffee or make a sandwich quickly yeah. for twelve hours,
0: yeah, that's that's a it's a long time, mm-hmm. I mean, like I feel bad for the like the young kids that are, you know, learning on Zoom and mm-hmm. zooming with their teachers, and I couldn't imagine still. Being in high school, even though I think high school is back in, but being that young and trying to learn from you know, a, a 13-inch screen. I bet
1: you were like, probably a very good and self-motivated student. Uh,
0: you, you not know, exactly. A, yeah, maybe not. So, <laughs> no. So, so, no. so, so how, how
1: would you have done in, the, in uh, that situation? You know, you're sitting at home, yeah. distractions at home, and trying to pay attention to a teacher who is on a screen. How yeah. would that have worked for you?
0: I, I wouldn't have paid attention mm. because my parents would have been at work mm-hmm. and then I'm trying to learn off a computer. Mm-hmm. I just, I probably wouldn't have even tuned in, mm-hmm. but maybe, I, maybe I, I would have. It's tough to, it's tough to think back mm-hmm. in the mindset I am now at the age of 34 to when I'm 15 or mm-hmm. 16 to go back and be like, Oh yeah, I'll pay attention. But it's like, are you like, are you like, it, it's, it's tough. Like I personally take notes by writing them down. I don't, put anything in my phone because it's just i think it's that remembering as you write Mm -hmm. instead of like texting Mm -hmm. it's just maybe a more old school like that but Mm. i i prefer that but i i don't think i'd want to learn on a computer no that's why i like i personally love having conversations like this Mm -hmm. i'd rather talk in person and even if you're seeing the other person's face through a computer it's still you don't have that human-to-human human emotion, that realness that you'd have, like, you know, we have right now. Like, right. I'd be staring at that screen trying to mm-hmm. do this, and it's like, it's just, you're missing something. I don't yeah. know the right word, but you're sort of missing something. Right. So it's, yeah, I wouldn't
1: want to, but yeah. what's so, the so way around it? You know, I'd I'm I'm not a teacher, but I, w- I would just take a guess of, you know, probably half the kids would have a problem not being in a classroom setting and still trying to keep up with the uh, yeah, you know, you know the 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 more if I could call them self motivated or self disciplined students.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. See, I I I enjoyed PE and woodworking, okay. and that was about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I wish I like I, I say now, like I wish I focused more on certain things. Mm. But I'm saying that now, like because I feel like I'm in a, a phase of my life where I love learning. Mm-hmm. Like I love I love learning about space. <clears throat> I love learning about the Earth. I mm. love learning a, about stuff like that. That's completely fascinating. Mm-hmm. But back then, if they tried telling me, "Hey, you're gonna do that. You, you need to learn that," I'd be like, oh, "Okay, whatever." Mm-hmm. You know, it's not until you get older where you're like, "Oh, teachers were right." <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> like, but you don't you don't realize that. And maybe there's a handful of students, maybe in high school that realize that at a young age but i i, I bet you they're far in between mm-hmm. for sure i think
1: most kids need motivating most yeah. most a- most adults need some motivation yeah. some external force to drive them along oh for sure yeah, yeah.
0: As, especially these days i think even like when it comes to health and being uh, healthy and uh, active you know your body's designed to move like i wish they promoted more of that mm-hmm. these days is you know get outside get some exercise even if you're going to go for a walk down the street you know, you can have some family time. Leave the phones at home, mm-hmm. that type of stuff.
1: <laughs> Less screen time, more yeah. time out in the park or the woods. You've got a beautiful property here. Yeah. You just had a quick little walk around it. Boy, what a great place to be raising kids.
0: Oh, I know. Yeah. You just open up the door and yeah. away you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm very fortunate in life, mm-hmm. so I I try not to take anything for granted. I still I still work very hard, mm-hmm. even if I did. You know, I I got this, but uh, yeah, I, I still I still need to work hard, and that's. One of the things I've I've always sort of empathized towards people is, you know, like, go go do something. Like, you know, like, just don't don't do your standard nine to five job, come home, get up, go to work, come home, go to work. Just try and come up with an idea, try and be maybe an entrepreneur, try and create something new. I wish there was, like, more motivation towards that Mm -hmm. and towards bettering yourself and health and fitness and stuff like that. Because literally, health and fitness are going to create hopefully like stronger people with stronger ideas right so to me health and fitness is number one like Mm -hmm. you know if you if you are not motivated to do anything well then what are you going to do for the public you know you know what are you going to do for a service to try and provide wealth for your family and Mm -hmm. save money and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so that's why i stress huge and that's why I'm into hot and cold therapy with the the sauna and the freezer, like I was okay. telling you. Some people think I'm a little crazy for sitting in a freezer at you know 40 <laughs> degrees, but
1: I won't comment. Yeah,
0: and uh, <laughs> it's it's insanely beneficial to your mm. immune system and okay. for inflammation okay. and stuff like that. So that's the reason why I do it, and you you feel like a million dollars after, mm. you know. So okay. it's it's an amazing experience, mm-hmm. and you know, like if you listen to guys like Wim Hof with his breathing technique, he's called the Iceman. He sat in an ice bath, I think, for an hour and forty minutes. And which lived, is
1: lived to talk about it. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. He's a
0: fascinating character. There's one guy you're going to look up. Wim Hof is yeah, okay. quite a unique character. I love him. Up. Yeah. So. so, what else
1: do you do for fitness besides uh, sitting in hot and cold baths? <laughs> um, I right. see you're wearing a t-shirt that says Cannondale, which is uh, <laughs> my favorite bicycling manufacturing company.
0: Yeah. Well, these days, unfortunately, I got some issues with my right shoulder being very unstable. Mm. Um, my right arm has some tendinitis in it, mm. probably from work, just mm-hmm. overuse. And then I've had knee issues for quite a few years. Mm. So, but that doesn't stop me from trying to um, get up in the morning and go into the barn. And and at least if I can't train right now temporarily, I get up and I still stretch and I get deep stretching. I'll do the mm-hmm. Cobras and stuff like that, make sure my back is healthy and stuff. But um, yeah, I, I got sort of more into weightlifting quite a few years ago mm. but as of right now i'm not lifting too much but
1: um mm. do but yeah you just, do you do cycling no i oh, haven't okay. yeah uh, like so I was, i'm always looking for uh, you know friends to go out cycling with so uh, yeah well yeah. i
0: that's the thing it, it sort of bothers my knees mm-hmm. my my kneecap doesn't really track properly so when i do even the bike for too long it starts like a little bit of inflammation can kick up and it causes a little bit of discomfort Mm-hmm. and it's just dis- it's discomfort that i can't really ignore mm. so it's been tough and uh, i'm trying to figure stuff out these days but it's uh, it's very annoying sometimes okay. the amount of maintenance i have to do to myself is uh, quite overwhelming for the age of 34 mm. but uh, i'm trying to figure out cuz i have some uh, actually some friends actually live downtown they love cycling mm. and you can ride so far in one day, it's quite well, incredible.
1: Yeah, so cycling here in Langley is—it's just really good. I've cycled in many, many places. Yeah, uh, California. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, Sonoma County. I've—you uh, know—for years, I went there once a year with uh, with a group of friends. Yeah, and uh, boy, it was just great cycling. But it's as good here in Langley. So um, I do a lot of cycling in Fort Langley. Yeah, Glen Valley. Okay, uh, but also here South Langley. Yeah. Uh, you know, along Zero Avenue. Yeah, I said back roads. I wasn't no, saying, it's, you're, it's you're not going down 16th. <laughs> no, 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 no. no we, uh, we avoid all the busy roads. Uh, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. yeah so well. in, uh, t- last summer, uh, I did what I call a ride around the riding. Okay. So my riding is called Langley Aldergrove. Grove. Yeah. And so I went with a group of friends. We did it as a fundraiser. Yeah. Uh, we started in Brookswood. Okay. At the George Preston Center. Yeah. And then we cycled uh, up through, through High Point, Yeah. To two hundred Street. Sorry, up two hundred Street to Zero Avenue. Yeah. And then all the way to Mount Lehman Road.
0: Yeah, that's a bit of a track.
1: Yeah. And then uh, up Mount Lehman Road to swing over to Bradner Road and then up to the Fraser River. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's the boundary of my riding. And then along Fraser River through Fort Langley and then back again. So how many K is that? Uh, It was close to 100 kilometers.
0: See, that's pretty intense.
1: Yeah. So...
0: That's good, though. Yeah,
1: that no, was awesome. great. Yeah, so it was, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm on a road bike, you know, with skinny little tires. Yeah. And most of the roads are good. But there was one segment on Bradner Road that, like, the road actually disappears. You know, if you look at it a road It gets into, map, like,
0: rocks by that elementary school up there?
1: Uh, it's called Jubilee Hall, I think. Okay. So anyways, check it out. Uh, you know, t- you go out to Google Maps, and the road actually dead ends. Okay. Uh, but then up from the north end. Uh, along Braddon Road, yeah, you know, from River Road, uh, you can see it goes a couple couple of kilometers. But there's a stretch in between there that's off road. Oh wow! So had to, we had to take our bicycles yeah. on our shoulders and walk through the forest. Yeah, because
0: I see a lot of those other bikes now that have like such wide tires, mm. and I'm like, is that making it harder to pedal? Like more friction on the ground, wider tire. I'm oh, like, of course. I don't yeah. understand why why people are doing that, but yeah,
1: you know, d- <laughs> different different type of cycling. You know, I mean, uh, like I'm a long distance cycler. That's what I love doing. Yeah, a roadie. Uh, but uh, you know, other people love doing off road stuff. Yeah. And uh, and you know, my wife likes cycling too. She's she's got an electric bike. Oh you yeah. Know, with baskets on, <laughs> that, you know, when she goes to the grocery store. Oh right, nice. She just loads it up with uh, with groceries, and that's what she likes doing. Oh, well, that's nice though. Yeah. We're trying
0: to save a little bit of. Uh, save the environment a little bit, mm. <laughs> yeah. which okay. th- which was interesting at the, at the beginning of COVID, the, like what the air was like, never been that clean. And like it was at LA and I think LA's air was cleaner than here, they were saying at oh, some yeah. point. And I'm like, well, I guess that's one good thing, <laughs> you know, like, because <laughs> I think the environmental impact that, you know, we leave is, I think it's, it's pretty bad these days, it seems like. Mm. Like I still wait, but wait at trains and I'm the only person in that lineup that turns off their vehicle. Yeah, good point. And part of me is like, come on, guys! Like, really, just turn it off. Like, you're sitting here for ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't. It's it, it. bothers me a little bit for sure.
1: Well, newer cars now actually shut off, right? If it's yeah. just standing there for I don't know how long, like it's thirty seconds or so, right? Yeah, it just shuts right off. So, yeah, there are many, many, many small things that uh, we as society can do to to make our environment better and cleaner. Yeah,
0: because especially with me having kids now, and obviously you have st- you have kids and. Yeah, I think it's very important we try and t- uh, take care of this planet. But I th- there's there's a lot of people on this earth, and it's getting bigger and bigger. And I just I don't I don't know if uh, I see a a green or a light at the end of the tunnel when it comes to saving the earth. Eventually, you know, hundreds or thousands of years from now from environmental impact, but we'll find out, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the climate definitely is changing. Yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, things are thawing up in the north. Uh, you know the uh, permafrost isn't as permanent as it was no. 50 years ago.
0: Yeah, because that's locked in a lot of carbon, locked which a lot is of then carbon released, in,
1: right? And uh, and you know melts s- s- more snow, right? So there's less snow now. Yeah. And uh, you know, so less ultraviolet rays or reflected, not to, yeah, less uh, heat being yeah. reflected back into the atmosphere, right? So it just absorbs. So you know, it it um, you know, there's something going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no and there's people still out there denying it too, <laughs> which I don't know, it confuses me at the same time too. Yeah. But yeah, I just, uh, yeah, like I try and do everything I can. I, you know, I separate everything and like those bags of drywall out there, like drywall is so painful to get rid of. A lot of people just end up, you know, hiding in black garbage bags and throwing it in the waste. Where I'm like, part of me, I just, I can't, I can't do it. Mm. Like I, I, I just, I can't do it. Like if I see a piece of cardboard that's wrapped around plastic, but the plastic's not recyclable. Mm. I'll tear It'll out the cardboard storage. and, you know, and then still put that in recycling. And it's a shame that I don't see why all plastic can't be recyclable in a way. You know, there's so much recyclables that, you know, that, that come, like, you know, Christmas gifts and stuff. There's so much clear plastic that still just goes in the garbage. I'm like, there's got to be a way, there's got to be some, you know, another Elon Musk out there that can figure this out.
1: Yeah, can we make plastic that is more biodegradable? Yeah. so you know, that if it does end up inadvertently in a landfill, that it break down will deteriorate. Yeah.
0: Cuz I heard I heard people did try and do that, but then it breaks down into pellets. Ah. And then that goes in the ocean and then oh, fish so maybe eat it. No like, better, yeah. It's it's like a it's a never-ending sort of yeah. battle it seems like, but I don't know. It's uh there's so many and that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about like for you like there's so many issues, I imagine, especially these days. How do you mentally um stay focused? Do you like say, okay, these are my three right now that I need to focus on? Or is your job really sort of the scale of everything and talk about every little issue with every, say, Zoom call you do right now? Do you guys try and touch base on the most important ones or you guys talk about, like, everything?
1: Uh, you just can't know everything. Yeah. Uh, as much as I'm interested in almost everything, uh, you know, I, I just can't get good at it, so, uh, at everything. So, um, you know, I need to focus yeah. on, Things where, I, you know, that both interests me and where I think I can make a difference. Yeah. Now, one thing that I and every member of Parliament uh, has to have an interest in, of course, is what's going on in the local riding. Yeah. And uh, I feel I've had pretty good impact there. Uh, you know, people having trouble steering through all the bureaucracy of the COVID uh, relief yeah. packages yeah. that the government has put out there. It's very complex. And so my office is very busy with that. For sure. You know, people calling in and go, Hey, I'm trying to apply for the CERB or the wage subsidy or the rental subsidy and I'm running into problems. I seem not to qualify and, and right. So I've I've gotten pretty good at that. Yeah. Right? At though understanding those uh, uh, relief programs. Yeah. Right. Only because I need to help my constituents through some of that. So Yeah,
0: there's a lot of people out there that need it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. A lot of people that have relied on that and, and uh and you know that's what's kept our economy going.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because you need because you don't want to lose those small little businesses. Mm-hmm. Even though I think, for the odd times that I actually do turn on global, um, I think they're guesstimated by the end of this year, like uh, over two hundred thousand small businesses are going to close. It's, it's which been is terrible. So, so
1: difficult for so many people. Yeah. Uh, you know the 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 wage subsidy program, for example, <clears throat> is there to help employers keep their staff. Employed, yeah, it makes a lot of sense if you actually have something for your staff to do. Yeah, but I was talking to uh, a woman just the other day in who works in the travel industry. Well, it's oh, completely yeah. devastating. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. So she said, you know, the wage subsidy doesn't help us because I don't have anything for my employees to do. Yeah, so I've had to lay them off, and they've been collecting, you know, EI right, or some modified form of that. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, some businesses. Do manage to keep going? Yeah, you know, with the assistance of the wage subsidy or the rental subsidy, some retail stores, for example. Yeah, but others, you know, it's just it's almost impossible for them to 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 survive.
0: Yeah, I I personally don't even know anyone that's gone on CERB, I don't think. Oh, that's all right. Because most of my friends are in trades or somewhat in, involved in the trade world. Right, and it's booming in construction. Yeah. and and it's probably because people are like, well, I can't go anywhere, and we had this 20 grand to go to Europe, and Mm -hmm. let's do the kitchen now, or let's do, and then all of a sudden my phone... Because that's what you do, right? You do home renovations. So
1: I think that is exactly what's happening. People don't have, uh, you know, they can't go on the European trip. They can't take their kids down to Disneyland. So they're going to spend it on something else. So, you know, one of this, I suppose in retrospect, it's not really a surprise, but I was going to say one of the surprises... Industries is that is the RV industry.
2: Oh yeah, I
1: never even thought of that. Yeah, yeah, you know, because people say, "Well, you can't go anywhere." Yeah, so let's buy that trailer, and you know, we'll go. You know, find a provincial campsite and (laughs) get away. They're all they're all all overflowing, of course. Oh, for sure. Uh, But that's one of the surprises. Um, You know, construction. Yeah. Home renovations. Yeah. Right. Again, in retrospect, probably not a surprise because. People are spending more time at home, yeah. and so they want to bat on, you know, or yeah. finish off the basement, or you know, mum needs the home office, right, to do her work, yeah. uh, right? So we're going to renovate one of the bedrooms, or yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, and, and, I, and another surprise to me is that the real estate industry, of course, it's crazy, closely related to the business that you're in, construction, yeah. but that it has been doing. So. Yeah. Well, and I say that in quotation marks because somebody trying to get into the housing market has yeah. just become so much more difficult.
0: And that and it's sort of like or like, Oh my house is worth so much, let's sell it. It's like, well then you gotta buy back into this crazy market. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you actually gonna gain anything? Mm-hmm. You know, and like from I guess economically, like, is B C all right like during this whole sort of pandemic of about a year? Like are we is B C doing well?
1: Uh I mean, compared to other provinces? I guess the rest of Canada, in a way? Uh, You know, I think it's doing reasonably well. Uh, You know, Canada is doing reasonably well. Yeah. uh, You know, I I realize that, you know, some people are unemployed and some people are losing their businesses. So, you know, they're really feeling the impact. Um, But, you know, the economy keeps on going. And that is one thing that the government has done right. You know, they've pumped a lot of money into the economy. Yeah. I'm a conservative, right? So we... We tend to say, well, you know, the government should live within their means and not overtax and not go too far into into debt. But at a time of crisis, like w- we've been in this year, yeah, uh, the government absolutely needs to come in, step, step up, step up, yeah, help people, even if that means we're going into debt. We'll solve that problem at some point, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's really important for the for the government to do its job, its fiscal and monetary uh, management job. In keeping the economy um, afloat, yeah, right? keeping uh, keeping liquidity in the marketplace, keeping confidence in the minds of consumers.
0: Yeah, because you got to remember, the government's just people, so it's people that have never really been in this situation before. So you can't be harping on the government, I guess, too much because they're just like me and you, maybe smarter than me, but you know, it's it's they're just people trying to figure their the best solution out for millions of people mm-hmm. and if they don't do something right well th- you're gonna hear about it now because <laughs> mm-hmm. I think social media is just mind-blowing these days mm-hmm. and uh, the amount of like hate mail you can get back mm-hmm. so quickly too yeah you touched
1: on something interesting you know when you said well I'm not really all that smart or not smarter than those people <laughs> you know you probably are you know uh, I, uh, you know I d- I'm a member of parliament Parliament is the House of Commons yeah so am I smarter than anybody else? Nope. I just got elected to this job. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's the House of Commons. I'm a commoner. Yeah. Right? And just like you are. You know, you would you would be an excellent member of parliament one day. Right? It's <laughs> comprised of people like you.
0: That's interesting. I've never yeah. heard those words come at me before. <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, now, you know, there's two parts to <clears throat> government. There's the elected people, right, which are just the commoners. You know, like I'm a lawyer, you know, but there are other people who are farmers or... Yeah. Or, you know, in the construction trades or one, one of my colleagues that I was talking to the other day uh, is a mortgage broker. Another okay. one was a realtor. Yeah. Right. And they have an interest in politics and they put their name forward. They win an election and now they're a member of parliament. They might even be mm. a minister of something. Wow. Right. Of something that they don't know very much about. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a very steep learning curve. But here's the other part of government. It's the bureaucracy. Right, the, the like the, the full time employees, yeah, the deputy ministers and whole departments. These people are smart. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so you're like like a game of chess a little bit. Yeah, you're the pawns out front, and then yeah, <laughs> you a got little the bit. Like the, you know,
1: like sometimes we're the uh, we're the spokespeople. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but you know, the people who really know what's going on are the pe- are the um, you know the people who actually work for government, right? The employees. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of smart people there. I imagine. Yeah. I ho- we all hope so. Yeah. And when there's a change of government, like we're hoping there, there will be in the next election, it'll go from Trudeau liberal to O'Toole conservatives. The bureaucracy just keeps right on going. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, let's see the deputy minister of something will go, oh, I have a new boss today. Yeah. Right? He's now a conservative minister of something. Yeah. Uh, but the bureaucracy keeps on going. And we learned, right, as elected politicians, that we respect that. We understand that sometimes there's changes, you know, probably more at the higher level, yeah, in uh, in the in the, um, in the in the you know bureaucratic side of the government. <clears throat> but generally, it just keeps on going from one government to the next, and that's why we have peaceful transitions. Yeah,
0: well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, to be honest, the only like political stuff I really hear is obviously down in the states, you know, because I listen to a lot of. Podcasts that are in the states, right, okay. so then I start to hear, you know, the crazy stuff down there, right. and then I don't really know much about here. Mm-hmm. But I guess that you can't really compare the two; it's two different countries,
1: and it seems like a madhouse
0: down there <laughs> a little bit. But um,
1: yeah, quite different government structures too. Yeah, we, we have what we call responsible government, uh, responsible in the sense that the government. Uh, Uh, Like you know, the prime minister and the minister of finance and the minister of public safety—they all come out of the, out of the 338 people who have been elected to the House of Commons. Okay. Whereas in the United States, the president isn't even part of the, of the of Congress. Just a figurehead. Yeah, no, he's he or she is elected directly to the White House. Yeah. And then the the president then selects his or her cabinet from universities, industry, yeah. wherever. Gather its own team. Its own team, right? And, they, and, and those people are not in the House of Representatives. Right? So Whereas it's not in Canada, yeah. right, the prime minister is sitting in the front row during question period, and together with all his ministers, and we, the opposition, are grilling them with questions every day, that question period.
0: It's got to be intense
1: sometimes. Yeah, So that's what we call it: responsible government, right? The government is responsible directly to the House of Commons, to the elected representatives.
0: So there's a huge group of people trying to represent like how many people are in Canada 35 uh, 38 million 38
1: million and there's 338 MPs. So you know roughly a hundred and know 10,000, let's say on average.
0: Okay. so it seems like it's a quite a big group of people that're trying to do the best they can to help out those 38 million people right. which seems that that number seems a little bit <laughs> a little high and low, but it, it's got to be a, a tough position to be in because you're in the public eye quite a bit, mm-hmm. like, how are you mentally, like, with everything? Like, are there, is there meditation you do at all to try and, like, keep a positive mind all the time?
1: Uh, I sleep well, I eat well. Ride the uh, bike? Yeah, I ride the bike, a little more difficult in the wintertime. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just try to stay in shape. Uh, yeah. I have a very supportive wife and, uh, and family, which unfortunately I can't, don't see, s- don't see that much of them, in, uh, at the moment, but, uh, right, because of the, uh, the covid pandemic yeah but um yeah no, just generally you know just generally try to stay fit and balanced yeah
0: see there's back to health and fitness right mm-hmm. that's number one mm-hmm. that's how you like for myself these days i i'm very overwhelmed with work these days mm. and i feel like i'm like okay i gotta i gotta start doing some meditation here or breathing mm. exercises because like mm. sometimes your your mind just wants to explode mm. a little bit and that's one of the reasons why I built the sauna is because that's my time. I go in there. Mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes I'll turn the light off and just sort of breathe mm-hmm. you know, in the heat and stuff like that. It's my time to come down. But when I talk to someone in your position, your responsibilities are so much in the public eye that that's a lot of pressure for, you know, even though you're part of a big team, mm-hmm. that's still all on your individual heads at the same time. Right. So I'm always curious to see people in different roles in life how they manage stress and anxiety and anxiousness. And if you deal with depression or anything like that, you know, it, it's because it's, I think it's very public these days. I think mental mm-hmm. health is getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just did a, a zoom podcast with one of the survivors of the humble bus crash on Monday night. Uh. And uh, we were, the whole thing was about uh, mental health. And uh, my friend Taylor, who started this choose kind fundraising and uh, she reached out to me saying, Hey, like, are you still doing your podcast? We can, we can talk to Tyler Smith and we had a you know about a 50 minute conversation about mental health and we're just trying to i think expose it more cuz she's in the school system mm-hmm. and she's trying to speak at schools and stuff like that and how there's you know two two or three counselors for 800 students mm. you know so mm-hmm. it doesn't really work yeah it doesn't really work so it's that's why i'm i'm curious that's why i'm sort of asking you this like oh how do you deal what? with it on a day-to-day basis
1: yeah, well i'm i'm uh Thankfully, uh, healthy. Yeah, and and well balanced. Yeah, so I have two brothers. Uh, t- you know, both younger than I am. Yeah, both retired pastors. Yeah, and both unhealthy. One has uh, uh, MS, and the other has Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. And I uh, was just talking to one of them yesterday, and it's difficult. If yeah, you know for them. And so I say, I thank the Lord every day that I'm healthy. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think that means that I'm here to actually do something and get to work.
0: Yeah, you feel like uh, you have a purpose yeah, almost. Precisely. Yeah. So, That's a good thing, though. Yeah, no, yeah. it is
1: a good thing. So I'm, I'm, I I'm, love being busy. I love being actively engaged. I love learning new things. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people are afraid of change. I love change. Yeah. I I'm think okay with it. But some uh,
0: change can scare people. Yeah. But at the same time, it's, it's good to feel nervous it's good to feel scared Mm. it's it's probably a good thing yeah you know you're trying something new it's okay
1: keeps us on our toes and keeps our creative juices running
0: for sure yeah Yeah. i constantly challenge myself every day and even doing this podcast like i'll admit like i was a little nervous for this podcast but sort of once you get flowing in a conversation it's just like any other conversation you have with someone Mm -hmm. you know it's You know, we're not staring at our phones, which I think is a massive problem these days, Mm -hmm. and not even just my generation and the younger ones. every single generation. Mm. I think that has a problem with their phone, and if you say you're not addicted to your phone, I think you might be lying to yourself, but uh, (laughs) that's just my opinion. But um, yeah, I think conversations like this are important, and I think when I do watch the news from time to time when people are talking back and forth about whatever issue it may be, you're trying to have a seven eight minute conversation that should be three four hours, so I don't know if how much really gets accomplished in mm. those seven eight minutes. Mm. So I think uh, hopefully someone can have a, a political podcast platform out there in BC and There's lots of them are they yeah. Oh, yeah so I you got to point me in the right direction because yeah, because I, so. yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's important as I get older to maybe learn more about especially like I was saying before like around like what's What's uh, Langley going to look like 10, 15 years down mm-hmm. the road? Like, you know, what's happening to the Dodger on 24th? Mm-hmm. Like, what's happening around here? Because These a are
1: all sh- political questions that you're asking. Uh, yeah.
0: So, you yeah. know, uh, I, I'm sort of, like I was saying before, like I'm a very curious person, yeah. and I like learning. So mm-hmm. why not ask questions? It's right. okay to ask questions. I think right. a lot of people fear because they don't want to stir the pot at all. Right. But it's o- it's it, there's no harm in asking a question.
1: Absolutely. So... And, uh, you know, g- good for you for uh, being interested, being curious. Yeah. yeah, I'm curious. And I would encourage you to, you know, to follow politics, you know. You're, you're interested in local politics, obviously, right, from the questions that you've been asking me. So follow that. Yeah. You know, follow, you know, find out what's going on, uh, you know, at City Hall, at Township Hall, at their Monday, afternoon, Monday, evening uh, meetings. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of it is public. And uh, you know, development here in Brookswood—you know—you can see that it's opening up oh, yeah. again, right, for residential development. Yeah, it's going to have a big impact on your neighborhood. Yeah. So find out what's going on, right? Have some input.
0: Yeah, because I cause when I cause when I got this house, I was like, well, I got my forever house first. Mm. You know, I sort of got lucky, and you know, that's why, I, like, I'm every renovation I do in my house, I'm like, this is going to be here for a while. I'm mm. not trying to flip my house in five or ten years. Mm-hmm. But when I see development creeping down 200, then Mm -hmm. obviously there's water that runs straight to high point, I think, Mm -hmm. straight down 200. It's going to hopefully be uh, a while until it comes down here. That's what my fingers are crossed. But, you know, I talked to even my parents and the in-laws that live next door. They're like, they've been trying to develop down here for years, and they're just sort of, you know, people people in denial, you know, because you can see people fighting it. You know, like I, uh, when... They were having those meetings, I think, a while ago about what development was going to be mm-hmm. around here. Right. Even people from different cities were coming here saying, "No, no, like Brookswood's a beautiful area. It's because of the trees and because of the family neighborhoods is why this is like this." Right. So, like, <laughs> slow down on the development, but I understand development at the same time. So it's a it's a slippery slope when it comes to that stuff, like that big sign that's on 32nd and 200 saying uh, Brookswood, not Brooks was. Uh, Whoever put that sign up, yeah. So I'll drive by there on the way home. Yeah, so it's been there for a while Mm. because there's, you know, there's corner lots that are just full of beautiful trees, and eventually they're just gonna get leveled because it's just there's so many. I think people are just worried about maybe crime going up. There's more people. Less parking everywhere. You're you're taking away trees, which then can filter the water down to the Mm -hmm. reservoirs. And Mm -hmm. there's more pavement. There's Mm -hmm. more everything. And Mm -hmm. I think people that have been living in Brookswood
1: for most of their lives are like, no, yeah, what is going on? Exactly. We don't don't want that, right? Yeah. So, but on the other hand, Jamie, right? So, right. uh, This is this is why you should be interested in politics, right? Because there always is another side to the story. Yeah. So, Canada is a land built on immigration. Yes. Right, I don't know how long you and your family have been here, but you were immigrants at one point. We're all immigrants. Yeah, we're all immigrants. <laughs> yeah. right? so my family's going back, uh, you know, only two generations, and we were immigrants. Uh, but you four know, 400,000 new Canadians coming into the country every year. It's a lot. Yeah. Now, uh, 2020 was a little slower, right, because of COVID, sure. right? So yep. the borders shut down and all that. But, uh, you know, three to 400,000 per year. And, you know, so that's a, like a significant city every yeah. year in Canada. That's spread across the whole country. That's kind of crazy. a lot of those people are coming into Toronto, Montreal, uh, Calgary, you know, the bigger cities, yeah. and Vancouver. Now, Vancouver is a very pricey neighborhood. Yeah. And so, you know, people are moving out into the Fraser Valley. And this is why you see all this development yeah. happening in Langley. Yeah. We will not escape that. Right, because we're not going to change our immigration policy, we want immigrants. Mm-hmm. Right? We need to build up our skilled workforce. Yeah, <coughs> need to keep our economy growing. And yeah. you know, Canada is a wonderful place to be. People want to live here. Yeah. Uh, so we just need to manage that as wisely and as responsibly as we can. Yeah. Uh, but there will be more people living in higher density, close to transit hubs. Yeah. Uh, as the as the decades go by
0: yeah is there going kind to of transit come out to Langley uh
1: well you know that's thank you for asking that uh that's one of the things I've been advocating for anytime <laughs> I have an opportunity sky Train away. to Langley <laughs> so Skytrain right now as you know uh, ends in downtown Surrey that's yeah. where my law office was where I spent 30 years uh, of my pr- professional career before I went into politics uh, and uh, and Sky train needs to continue all the way to Langley so, there's government funding, right? And there's always three levels, right? The pro, uh, municipal, provincial, and federal. Yes. Right, so, it's always a three way partnership to fund any big urban infrastructure projects. So, the three levels of government have committed to funding the SkyTrain extension to Fleetwood. Okay. But only two levels of government, municipal and provincial, have agreed to have committed to funding all the way to Langley. So just the federal government still.
0: So that's that's one you're fighting for right That's now.
1: what I'm fighting for. <laughs> Any opportunity that I have, uh, you know, I've I've asked questions in question period of Minister McKenna, Catherine McKenna, who is the uh, minister on the Liberal side uh, responsible for infrastructure. So okay. No, we need that. It's only five hundred and fifty million dollars that we need. Only. I know it's sounds <laughs> only. like a lot of money, right? But
0: these days,
1: yeah, yeah, like like we're. Canada is spending three hundred and forty-three billion dollars more this year than it's taking in in taxation. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, like we're talking big, big dollars, right? And so then I say, well, you know, what's another half a billion dollars, right? So sorry, I'm being a little bit facetious about oh, that, no right? Worries. But I, I realize that it is a lot of money, but it is such an important project, and it's not just a it's not just a Langley project. It's not even just a Metro Vancouver project. This is a Canadian project because. Uh, Vancouver is the um, is Canada's gateway to the Pacific. Yep. And uh, Vancouver, Metro Vancouver, will keep on growing. It has to be sensible, responsible, and environmentally friendly growth. For sure. And, and that requires good urban infrastructure, good urban transit.
0: Yeah, because I think, like, I've gone down into Washington to the Gorge for a concert before. I mm. saw Tom Petty down there years ago. Yeah. And uh, the highway system was crazy. Oh. Like, it's... I was like, there's no one on the road, and there's five lanes here. <laughs> you know, like, then you come to Vancouver, and it's just like, oh, man, like yeah, your highway the, system's terrible. Yeah, back
1: in the 60s, uh, g- Vancouver went in a completely different direction. They could have been, like, Seattle or Portland with the yeah. freeway right down the middle of the city, yeah. right through Stanley Park, you know, put a six-lane or eight-lane bridge over, you know, where the Lionsgate Bridge is down. They decided not to do that.
0: Probably a good thing in
1: the end. Yeah, in the, in the end. I don't. I don't think anybody in Vancouver is arguing. You know th- whether that was a good idea? Yeah. Right? I think it has broad support. Uh, we've got a, a good SkyTrain system. Let's get people out of the cars. Let's at least give them the choice. Yeah. Where I'm, would it I'm, come? I'm sensitive. To, you know that that um, that my riding, the western part of my riding, right, yeah. which we've been talking about quite a bit yeah. right now, is developing very rapidly. Yes. In an urban setting, but the eastern part, right, uh, you know, b- between Langley and Aldergrove. And past Aldergrove, right? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that's all very, uh, very rural still. Yeah. And so when people in Aldergrove hear me talking about SkyTrain to Langley, they go, "How about widening Highway One to Abbotsford?" And I go, "Okay, I get that. Right, that's important yeah. too. Right." So I would, I would definitely promote that. Uh, but I'm happy that, uh, that you know that uh, that a good urban transit system gives people choice.
0: So where would it come to in Langley exactly? Like what spot would it?
1: Well, what it would, would down freezer have you? Of course, right, Clayton Hill. Okay. Uh And then, uh, you know, there'll be a train station at Willowbrook Mall in that neighborhood. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, and then there will be another one close to the uh, Cascade, Cascade Casino.
0: Okay, so right in Langley City, there. Right, in Langley City. I feel like that's an uphill battle to get <laughs> get that all the way there. That's gonna at the same time, obviously, like the flip side of the coin, like you were saying before. That you're creating thousands of jobs, which is good for families, It's good for growth, but to try and get a SkyTrain to by the casino, like I wouldn't even—they're going to have to change the roads. They have to change.
1: I don't know the details of it. Uh, yeah, you know, like the route basically follows Fraser Highway, huh? Uh, but then once it gets into Langley City. Uh, uh, I don't know, it sort of swings uh, either the, the north side or the south side of Fraser, Having. I mean, the north side, I think. Yeah. There's a little bit of industrial lands. I think it swings through there, you know, just because the land is available.
0: Well, that will be interesting yeah. to watch yeah. if it does go through. Yeah. Because, like, even development on 192nd. It will go through. It will go through. It will okay. go through, yeah. Mark my words. <laughs> just, it will just happen. Just time. Yeah. Time and money. Yeah. Like, the rest of, that's how life is, I yeah. guess, is time and money. Yeah. Because um, even for, like, Surrey, just, like, 192nd, like, the development down there is crazy. Okay. Uh
1: Campbell Heights.
0: Yeah. Like it's I remember not even having my license yet and driving down one ninety two to twenty fourth. Mm. And that was it. Mm. Like it was a turn at twenty fourth and then you came to one eighty fourth and then you kept driving towards you know South Surrey. Mm. Now you drive down there it's like kaboom. Mm. You know, like I deal with Starline Windows. Oh they're there too. Yeah. Their warehouse is half a million square feet. Yeah. Like I remember going there to pick up some windows and like
1: look at the size of this building.
0: <laughs> like you could do sprints in here. <laughs> like
1: yeah, there, uh, there could be another Campbell Heights uh, commercial district and it would get filled up very quickly. Yeah. There's so much demand for that.
0: Yeah, that, that's the one thing I always find interesting is like they always, their tilt-ups go up so quick too, uh, you know, just for the framing-wise and the concrete and boom, 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 w- away they go. And I'm like, where are these businesses coming from? Like, I don't understand, like, for lease, for lease, and then you drive by two months later, it's like, it's sold, 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 sold. Yeah. sold some, I'm like, where are these people coming from? Like, that's one thing I don't understand. I'm like,
1: Well, you know, like. uh, you know uh, the Metro Vancouver is now 2.5 million people. It, yeah, it's a lot of people. I don't know people. the exact numbers, but, you know, like, it, it grows by probably 40,000 a year. Yeah. And you know, p- you know, new Canadians coming in. Yeah, you know, people coming from other parts of Canada. So uh, that's that's what it is. Yeah, because BC is it's, it's just beautiful, and it's it's uh, the population is just going up exponentially. Yeah. So um, you know, it's a very small little piece of real estate that we have here for sure. If you There's look, only someone looking at, at a map, you know, like you know, between uh, Howe Sound and and uh, you know the North Shore Mountains. Yeah. Uh, and um, you know, the Fraser Valley, the U.S. border to the south. Yeah. The little wedge of land in between there is very small. Yeah. It's very significant. It's, it's And we need to treat it responsibly.
0: Yeah, because we humans like to spread. Mm. <laughs> We're a little bit like a mold, mm. <laughs> but hopefully in a better way. Yeah. because yeah, if you can't go up, you can't spread out, you go up. And that's why just, you know, cities are created. Right. Because there's no more land to build on. So right. it's like, you got to go up. Because you, I see Langley City developing quite a, quite a bit too, mm-hmm. like right across from Windsor Plywood. Used to be a, a club we used to go to, mm-hmm. and now it's you know twenty stories high or ten stories high, whatever it is. My, you know, Holy moly! My. But it's it's changing a lot, even in, even in mm-hmm. since I started driving. You know, you drive around town and I c- mm-hmm. can't believe it. Oh, I haven't been down this street forever, and all of a sudden you are like, I don't remember mm-hmm. this here. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's crazy how fast and. Coming from a background of being in residential construction, I understand how it can go so fast because right. you, you bang those buildings up pretty quick, and it, it can. I think it's overwhelming for some people how fast you know we can move, mm-hmm. and I think it scares people at the same time though. Right. But I don't think it's the end all be all. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying, we need to grow, we need to keep moving forward because we need the economy to keep going. Right. So if you stop, then what? Then what's going to happen? So progress is important but like you said environmental be, impact
1: yeah, it can be done responsibly yeah and sensibly
0: yeah okay <laughs> that's good to learn about though yeah it's interesting mm-hmm. i don't know i'm gonna be diving into politics now my free oh, time oh my goodness
1: so we, we spent most of our time what talking, have you talking done talking municipal <laughs> politics now so uh,
0: what have you done to me yeah but yeah no but yeah well awesome Mm-hmm. I appreciate you coming on. Well, I this just is appreciate great. the invitation. Yeah, uh, I'm sure work. maybe in the summer you come back, you know? Sure. Yeah, we could, I can maybe learn a bit more from now till then, and then I can quiz you more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put you so on the spot. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> t- sorry, t- uh, we're going to wrap things up here, but uh, you know, I grew up around politics. Yes. My father was a pastor, like my brothers are. Uh, But he was very interested in politics, right? Canadian politics, U.S. politics. And this is what we talked about at the dinner table. I realized that not everybody's family is like that. Yeah. But uh, since I was a teenager, I read the newspaper. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it was a lifetime of of doing that. And, I don't know, I'm just, I'm interested in politics. You know, the way some people are in sports. Yeah. That's why I follow politics. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, just, you know, pick up the newspaper, I would say, right? Never too late to start. Uh, Newspapers uh, are still around? (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm sure uh, they are. I, th- I think we might be one of the last people on our street that actually gets a newspaper delivered to our doorstep. In-laws day. next door, yeah. They yeah do they? Okay. All right, so, so that's well. Then it's th- th- them and us. Yeah, might be the only ones left in Langley. But uh, you know, read it online, obviously, right? Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, and uh, you know, start reading. Start reading what's interesting to you. Yeah. And,
0: uh, and first local. Local politics. Yeah,
1: start, start local. Yeah,
0: start, start small. I don't want
2: to...
1: All politics <laughs> is local, they say.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, yeah. thank you very much. And mm-hmm. uh, I pleasure. appreciate you uh, putting some time aside for me today. And hope everyone listening enjoys this conversation. Good, thank so you.
2: thank you. Okay.